Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shurim and Daf Yomi. My name is Yitzchak Shalom. We're now in Masachet Psachim, Daf Tzadi Zayin Amud Ben at the bottom of the Amud. About to take a look at the um, the seventh Mishnah, and we're going to go through all of the Mishnayot seven through eleven, Zayin through Yud Aleph of this, the ninth parak, uh, in a couple of clusters, uh, and complete our study of the ninth parak, which will really complete our study of this Masachet Psachim. Uh, about the korban, Let's say you designated a female animal which is not fit for Pesach, or male that's older than a year. It has to graze, get a mum, the money goes to the lishlamim as a nidvat shlamim. Let's say somebody designated a Pesach, and then the owner died. The son does not bring it as a Pesach, but rather as a Shlamim. We learn three things from here. That an animal can be rejected from the Mikdash, even while it's alive, even before Shechita, as we saw here. Also, if an animal's first entry into the world of Kodesh is rejected, that's called rejected. We don't say, that it has to be first fit to be rejected. It can be rejected ab initio. And dichui also applies to uh, the financial liability uh, meaning like to, uh, to, um, Berakabayit, um, and not just to, uh, to Kedushat Aguf. Um, and as you can see in Rashi here, this is a sugi that shows up in several places in Shas, in Kedushin, um, in, in Yoma, um, and, uh, discussions about whether or not something has to be first near Venitcha, um, in order to be fit and then to be rejected. As far as the Chui Bedamim here, uh, here you have a Nekeva Lepesach, which immediately was never fit, or a two-year-old, after a year-old, um, for Pesach, which was never fit. So first of all, it's rejected as a live one. It's rejected, uh, even though it was never fit. And even though it immediately has Kedushat Damim, you see that it has to Graze and be sold, and then a replacement brought for it. So yeshdichui bedamim. Good. Amafrish pischo. So we said if you mafrish pesach and then die, then the son doesn't make it. If the son is part of the same group, if pesach, he can bring it as a pesach, just like any other members of the group could. But if his heir is not part of the group, you bring it as a shlamim, not as the pesach, but on yom tov. Shasar in the Chamishasar lo, he can't bring it on the Yom Tov itself. It's bring a Cholamoid. Kasavim Darim Devot and Kriyim the Yom Tov is a Machloket in Chagiga. Whether or not you could bring the Darim and Devot on Yom Tov, our position is he can't. Demita Avinat. When did Father die? Eilam and Demit Kodam Chatzot. Father died before midday of the fourteenth. Bromunaimo Yivinu Lushim Pesach. How can the son bring it? Hachala Adinot Tilavemikar. The son is an Onen. His father died that day. Father must have died after Chatzot, and the son was already having Pesach. So, how can the son bring in a Shlamim, and not as a Pesach, if if the father died after midday? At midday, it became a Pesach. 
So Amaraba Liolam Dimit Kodam Chatzot. Father died earlier. Umay Yevienu L'Shum Pesach. What does that mean? L'Shum Pesach Sheni. The son will bring him his Pesach Sheni because he can't bring Pesach Rishon. Abaya Marlitz Tading Tani says no. It's distributed statement. Ma Meitach Chatzot Romunei Mo L'Shum Pesach. If father died after midday and the son was part of the group, then the son brings it as a Pesach that day. Meit Kodam Chatzot. If the father died in the morning, Abram. And let's say the son is not part of the group. Then the son will bring him a shlamim at a later time. No, he says not distributed. It's always the case that father died in the afternoon. Father was dying at midday, and so therefore, um, the uh, the son cannot bring it. Uh, in the afternoon, unless he was himself a member of the group. He has the opposite, uh, the same position. He takes a position which would then put us at odds with Rav Huna Ben Vishua's inference, or have to split the Mishnah and say, which means uh, the animal alive could not be rejected. Here's what happened. They designated the animal after Chatzot, then father died, and he holds that Chatzot establishes the status. Since at Chatzot this animal was not a korban, therefore, of course, you could still bring it if everybody was alive, but the aninut sets in, and Chatzot, the animal was not a korban at Chatzot to establish it and therefore push off the aninut. Okay, a Pesach Shintarev Bizvachim. You have a Korban Pesach, gets mixed up with other Kusvachim. Kulan Yeruach Yistavu, Vimachru Yavi, Midmei Haifeshavan, Miminze, Midmei Haifeshavan, Miminze. You let them all graze, each one gets a mum, as each one gets a mum, it's sold, and then you have to take whatever the highest value is of each type. As, let's say you got a bunch of lambs, some worth 100, some 200, 300, you have to bring a $300 Ola and a $300 Pesach. Haifeshavan Miminze. And you lose the uh, the difference. Let's say your Pesach got mixed up with Bechorot. Let's say your Chavro was Kohanim. You'll then take both of them. Okay. Now, uh, but how can you say that you're that you're going to bring the uh, use the Bechorot as uh, as um, uh, as a uh, Pesach? After all, the Bechor could be eaten for two days and a night, and Pesach can only be eaten that night. So the answer is, Rabbi Shimon is of the position that you, um, that you could, remember, it's Rabbi Shimon in the Mishnah, so how could Rabbi Shimon say that you could bring the, the Bechorot Along in the Psachim and the Kohanim, who are the Chavurah, could eat all of them. After all, the Bechorot again at the time chopped off. The answer is Rabbi Shimon is consistent with those own reasoning. You're allowed to have Kodshim be eaten for a shorter time, even though that means that inevitably you have some Notar. Whatever you have, if you have an Asham, mix the Shlamim, which means, by the way, if you eat the Shlamim as an Asham, you're going to have less people eating them, less space for you eat them, and less time. He says, eat them all as, shech them all, and eat them all as asham. No, what you're going to do then is your shlamim are going to be cut off. And Rabbi Shimon says, that's okay. And by the way, what do the Rabbanan say to do here?
what do you do in the case of the Chavarat Kohanim, with it? Rabbi Shimon said that if the Pesach gets mixed up with the Bechor, you could um, you could eat eat them all. The Rabbanan say you can't do that. So what's the solution? You wait until they all get a Balmum, and then you bring an animal that's the size of the nicest Bechor that you had, and say, wherever the Pesach is, the Kedusha will fall on this money, and you use this money to bring a Shlamim as Motar Pesach, and you eat the whole mixture as a Bechor, as Bechorot Baalmum. Okay, Chavurah Shavad Pischa. Here's the, line, the cluster of Mishnayot that will conclude the parak. Chavurah Shavad Pischa. Let's see, have a Chavurah and the Pesach got lost. They told one guy, you go and find another one and shecht it for us. He went and found one and shecht And they, in the meantime, went and got a substitute and shechted that. Um, what, what he had done is he actually found the lost one and they went and got another one. And they both slaughtered. Im Rishon, if his, the original one, was slaughtered first, he eats his, and they eat that one also. And the other one is now a substitute Pesach. Rishon, if theirs was shechted earlier, and they eat theirs, he still eats his. If we don't know which was done first, if they were done simultaneously, he eats his, because that's the original Pesach. They cannot eat with him. Theirs gets burned up. But they're exempt from Pesach Sheni because they fulfilled Pesach. Now, Now, let's add a new twist. If the Shaliach, who's going to try to find the original one, says, If I'm late, go and shecht for me. He went and found the original one, shechted, and evidently he was late, and they went and took and got another one and shechted. If there was a shechted first, now he eats with them and theirs. If his was shechted first, he eats his and they eat theirs. We don't know which one was first. We know they were done simultaneously. Now it's the opposite of the previous clause. They eat theirs, and he eats neither. Let's say he said to them, if I'm late, shechts for me. And they said to him, you go get it for us. Which everyone is shechted first, they all eat from. If we don't know which is what, which is which, then they both get burned. If they said nothing, then everybody does their own thing. Now, now you've got two chavarot and the psachim got mixed together. Let's say you have two chavarot and uh, they bring their lambs to their house and they're in the same house on opposite sides of the tanur, like we saw before. And somehow we don't know which animal's which. Here's what they do. They swap one guy from each Chavurah. This is what they say. If we have the right Pesach, you are leaving your group, you're joining our Pesach. But if this one is yours, then we have left our group, we're joining your Pesach. And the other group says the same thing. And that way, either way, they got the right Pesach. If you've got five groups of a lot of people, they sort of do a round robin, and one guy goes from each group to each group, and they say the same thing. Now, let's say you've got 
two guys. Each guy is a sol chavura, and the psachim got mixed up. What does he do? Each guy grabs another guy and brings him in his chavura. Each guy grabs a new guy. And then they swap If this is my Pesach, you've left yours and joined mine. If this is yours, I've left mine. I've joined yours. Okay. In the first cluster of Mishnayot with the Chavura that lost its Pesach, we said that if they told him and he told them, then we eat from the whichever is first. Everybody eats from the first. And then we said, if nobody said anything, they have no responsibility for each other. So what nice aphorism comes from this? It's a good idea for wise people to be silent, because the silence actually allowed them to eat their own Pesach and not have to worry about which is first. And certainly it's good for foolish people to be silent. A silent fool is considered to be a wise man. Now the second cluster of Vishnayot, it sounds like it goes against Rabbi Yehuda, because um, uh, Rabbi Yehuda said, that, uh, because Rabbi Yehuda said, let's say the house is too small for one say, you join another group. You can continue to whittle away at the group as long as one guy from the original group is there. And in the scenario we just pictured, it's possible you wouldn't have that. Just not to leave the Pesach as is. Rabbi Yehuda could sign on here. Rabbi Yehuda says you can't have one person when you have this one guy you knew you were going to have to include somebody else anyways so this new guy who comes in is really part of your original and therefore if you're the one who leaves then he's now part of the original that's that's eating the Pesach according to everybody else you could do a Pesach uh, but then you don't have this problem of having an original guy there we said if you have five groups of five each, that's only if there's five each. But if there's some groups that have less than five, you can't do it low. Isn't because nobody will be left from the original Chavara? So you see that we are including Rabbi Yehuda's opinion, saying you have to have somebody from the original Chavara, which means that you cannot have less than the amount of Chavarot that amount of people in each group. So if you have 10 Chavarot, you've got to have 10 people in each group, so at least one person will stay with their original group to maintain Rebuta's position. Shramina, so, uh, and uh, the same with five. And there, Hadran Allah and now there's a note the editor put in, the special section of Pesach Sheni is done. We will begin the final and very famous parak of Arab Sachim or Arab Sachim in the next podcast. In the meantime, you should have a wonderful day.